People Content Podcast, presented by Dr. Thomas Perkins and Dr. Stephen Smith from gpcorecontent.com. Hi, and welcome to GP Core Content. This episode is on lupus, SLE, or systemic lupus erythematosus. It's an autoimmune vasculitis and can be triggered in the way that autoimmune diseases are normally triggered, um, but it can also be triggered by medications. The classic presentation will be a triad of fever, joint pain and rash, typically in a woman of childbearing age. Although it may present with various systemic manifestations, including things like fever, malaise, rash, arthralgias, myalgias, headache, loss of appetite and weight. There's a classification criteria for lupus and you need four of 11 things. And those things are a malar butterfly rash, a discoid rash, photosensitivity, arthritis in more than two peripheral joints, mainly in the pip joint, oral ulcers, serositis, proteinuria, headaches, anemia, immunological features on bloods. Uh, that would include a positive ANA and that's positive in 90% of cases and that would be the first line. Um, investigation that you would do. If that was positive, then you would do uh, other things like ENA, anti-DS, DNA, anti-phospholipid antibodies, uh, anti-smooth muscle antibody or ENA. Various medications can precipitate a flare. There's lists of definite medications and probable medications. The definite medications are more obscure meds. Uh, they are things like procainamide, hydralazine, minocycline, penicillamine, isoniazid, quinidine, your anti-TNF alpha therapies, things like methyl dopa, chlorpromazine. Probable medications are the more common ones and they're things like anticonvulsants, the antithyroid drugs, antimicrobials, mainly sulfonamides, uh, rifampicin or nitrofurantoin, the beta blockers, lithium, hydrochlorothiazide, sulfasalazine, tabinafin, amiodarone. And there's more in there as well. So the main investigations in lupus, you'll get that classic presentation uh, that we talked about. The main investigation you would do would be the first line would be ANA, which would be positive in 95% of cases. And you would do that first. Uh, if that was positive, you could also, sorry, you could also do full blood count, say ESR and CRP. Uh, if your ANA was positive, you could push on to doing uh, anti-DS DNA, uh, which is 60% sensitive and 90% specific anti-smooth uh, muscle antibody, uh, anti-phospholipid antibodies and rheumatoid factor. I think we talked about ENA in there before. You can use some of these bloods to differentiate between infection and a flare of SLE. Uh, in that case, what you'd see is that CRP is more elevated than ESR in the presence of infection. So when you've got an infection, CRP is more elevated than ESR, that early marker, that early rise. Yeah, inflammatory marker would be higher. You can also get individual variation for each patient in the pattern in the elevation of these markers. So if you can understand each pattern, patient's pattern, that can be helpful. Uh, a flare of SLE can be accompanied by rising antibodies to uh, double-stranded DNA, DSDNA, uh, and a reduction in C3 and C4 complements. The management of lupus. So it's mainly a multidisciplinary approach with specialist involvement. 
the pharmacological treatment um, is mainly determined by the organ involved in the severity of the inflammation. Uh, hydroxychloroquine has been shown to reduce the risk of flare and is generally recommended for most patients with SLE. Uh, steroids are commonly used for severe, de for ze uh, severe disease uh, but not normally used in mild disease and the DMARDs, the role of those is unclear. So in terms of management, you know, you're managing a lot of the symptoms. So there's different management considerations uh, and they're expanded out in ECG. We won't go through them all here. We'll just do a couple um, with individual management options for things like arthralgia, fatigue. There are issues with contraception. Um, the other symptoms are serositis, Raynaud's, digital ischemia, hematologic features, vascular features, renal features and hepatic features neurological and neuropsychiatric features. Those are really expanded out in EZG and they're worth looking through and clicking on each one. There's a lot of reading in, with that. We're just going to talk about uh, arthritis and fatigue and contraception in terms of management uh, in this episode though. So in terms of arthritis, the management of that is basically your simple analgesia approaches. So paracetamol, NSAIDs and fish oil. If this fails, then you proceed on to hydroxychloroquine the dosing is normally 200 to 400 milligrams orally daily. You can also use methotrexate 10 milligrams orally uh, once a week, starting at 10 megs and increasing up to 25 megs. Or you can use prednisone 5 to 15 milligrams daily. In terms of managing the fatigue, you again use hydroxychloroquine 200 to 400 milligrams orally daily. And you can manage that non-pharmacologically non as well with regular aerobic exercise. With regards to contraception, the use of estrogen-containing oral contraceptive pills can induce a flare of lupus in some women. After three months of using of the pill, you want to measure ESR, CRP, and DSDNA. If you get a significant flare based on that, or symptoms, then you want to consider alternative contraceptive options. So in terms of the past exams, this may have been covered in the 2016 KFP 2016.2.6, where a question about a patient with rash and rheumatic features was mentioned in the public exam report. It's not really elaborated on what that question is, but there's a reasonable probability that was a lupus case. We've also covered lupus in our original KFPs and AKTs. So in our ortho KFP 2.5, well, we've got an 11 part question on lupus. And in our ortho AKT 1.5, we've got a question on lupus as well. It's covered pretty well in our study guide. There's a couple of uh, articles on lupus mentioned there. There's a couple on dermatomyositis and benign acute childhood myositis as well, just to branch off a little bit. Uh, and in the AFPs, you've got uh, not a huge amount of articles on it, but you've got one uh, from 2019 talking about the general autoimmune screen and talking about choosing wisely for that. Uh, a couple on the ANA test itself, an article from 2013 on lupus, an article from 2017 on rheumatology in the adolescent patient. Uh, and there's a good article on the ASCIA, the allergy to Orgday website, um, about SLE there as well. We've got all those listed in our study guides as well as our study notes. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to gpcorecontent.com. We have a range of practice exam questions designed to help you pass the RACQP fellowship exams.